Heavenly Father, you are wonderful. You are excellent. You are marvelous. I worship you, Lord, for you are mighty. You gather who Heavenly Father, Father, you are wonderful, you are excellent, you are marvelous. I worship you, Lord, for you are mighty, you gather who the whole world in your hand. You got the whole world in your hands. You got the whole world in your hands. You got the whole world in your hands. You got the thank you. You got the whole world in your hand. The psalmist says today, you shall speak of the glory of your reign and declare your mighty deeds. We've gathered, O God, to speak of the glory of your reign and to declare with our mouth in faith your mighty deeds. Your mighty deeds. You are the same yesterday. You are the same today. You are the same forever. Be thou exalted. Be glorified forever. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen and amen. amen. The Lord is good. And all the time. The first reading today from the second book of Kings says, in those days, a man came from Baal Shalasha, bringing the man of God bread of the first fruits. Bringing to the man of God bread of the first fruits. Twenty loaves of barley 
and fresh ears of grain in his sack. And Elijah said, give to the men that they may eat. But, say but. but. Say but. But. Hmm. but his servant said, how am I to set this before a hundred men? So by implication, the bread is just 20 and have over a hundred uh, men. So how can he share it? And the man was confused. But he repeated, give them to the men that they may eat. The reality on ground says the bread cannot go round. Doesn't make sense. But the man of God says, say what? Give them the bread that they may eat. Something is involved here. He is not speaking because he's stubborn. The man of God is not insisting because he wants to showcase that whatever be the case, they can take a piece, no matter what. Just give them if it's a dot, hmm? crumbs. They can have crumbs and go. But he's speaking because of something more deeper. For thus says the Lord. Wow. An authority has come in here. Amen. Whenever you hear, thus says the Lord. Sovereignty is at work. Authority is at work. Power is at work. It means the one who owns the universe is speaking now. Even though our eyes cannot capture the entire reality of what is going on, Thus says the Lord, they shall eat and have some left over. How? We don't know. The eyes cannot understand that. Our five senses cannot articulate this. This is a principle that is beyond the five senses. There is a realm that is bigger than this realm where we exist. There is a principle that is higher than the normal human principle. And that realm and principle has come into play here. They shall eat and have leftover. So 100 men or more than 100 men will eat 20 loaves of bread. It will be sufficient and it will still remain. That can only happen by what? By the orchestration of God's sovereign might. I think this goes a long way to remind us of Genesis chapter 22, verse 14. When Abraham was asked by God to go and offer Isaac, on their way, Isaac the son said, Father, we have the firewood, we have the fire, but where is the lamb of sacrifice? And Abraham said, The Lord shall provide. If I was Isaac, I would have asked, 
it means that God will provide, somebody will come here, some, God will send somebody to come here. That mountain takes three days to get to the top. Nobody lives there. They don't sell rams there. How will God provide ram on the mountain? In other words, Abraham believed God. You told me that this son is the son of the promise. And that through him, you will give birth to a nation. Now you're asking me to kill this son of yours. Anyway, it's painful for me, <clears throat> but I obey, I obey you. But I know something. You are seeing a God who can raise the dead. The letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 19, said Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. That, God, that Abraham reasoned while he was going up there. He reasoned that God will raise the dead. So even if he sacrifices his son Isaac, God will raise him. Because an agenda is at stake here. A nation is about to be better. If I kill him, it means I've destroyed a nation. And if God has asked me to kill him, then it means there's something God is up to. That's why he said, God shall provide. And that place is called Jehovah Jireh or Yahweh Jireh. That's where God stamped his feet as the God who provides. He doesn't provide according to our poverty. He provides according to his own riches. We release our faith to that God who provides. To come to work in our midst in the name of Jesus Christ. He provides. He provides. He makes available all that we need and require for the godly life and for the life of peoples. Before man was created, God provided all that man needed. Every good thing was made available for Adam in the garden. He lacked nothing. The Bible saw, said that God saw everything and it was very good. It was disobedience and darkness that brought scarcity. Lack is a weaponry of the enemy, the devil. He creates scarcity. He brings lack. He brings frustration. He brings limitation to hamper our life's progress and also frustrate the agenda God has for us. And so God has continually, in working with man, proved himself as a God who supplies all that we need so we can function optimally. But the devil continues to use scarcity, lack, as a weapon of oppression. And we see God demonstrating again in the second reading as a God who stands for his people. You see, as a God who stands for his people. In the gospel, Jesus again 
demonstrates himself as a God who provides. The people have come and have been for, with him for days. He has taught them. He has healed them. But now he saw that they needed food. And he called Philip and said, What do you have there to feed this crowd? And Philip said, Even 200 denarii uh, 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 of bread is not enough to feed these people. But the Bible says, For he himself knew what he will do. In every case of our lives where we are confronted with limitation, with lack, our God himself knows what he will do. That should be our faith. That should be our confidence. He knows that we lack. What touched me here so much is that a crowd did not even ask Jesus for bread. He didn't ask, they didn't ask him, Master, we are hungry. We need bread. They didn't ask him. He would say himself was one who saw the need and immediately reached out for their needs. Why? The Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verse 53, He feeds the starving with good things and sends the rich away empty. He's a God that feeds the starving with good things. He is a God that fills the starving with good things. Not just only food, he fills them with good things and sends the rich away empty. Some spiritual writers say that on that day at the wedding in Canaan, when the wine was finished and Mary's attention was drawn to it, Mary immediately remembered this word of scripture that the Lord is the one who feeds the starving with good things and sends the rich away empty. And that this is the inscribed word of God in heaven and God is bound by his word to fulfill his word. And so Mary came to Jesus, even though his time had not come, and then reminded Jesus, the wine is finished. And Jesus said, Mother, what has that to do, you know, do with me? Am I the wine supplier? Am I the one who was given the responsibility to arrange for the drinks in this place? And Mary said, you know who you are. You are the word. And the word says, what? He does, does what? He provides for the needed. He feeds the starving with good things. So that is you. And when he spoke that to the face of Jesus, he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. He is bound by his word to fulfill it. Because his word is firmly established in the heavens. And if the word is firmly established in the heavens, the word must firmly be established on earth. Amen. And Mary just walked up and said, what? He said, do whatever he tells you. Because very soon, instruction will come. He must fulfill this, his word. And then immediately he left. What did happen? Jesus said, fill the jars with water. Fill the jars with water. And they filled it with water. And Jesus made no prayer. He only gave instruction again. Take that water to the MC. When did he pray? 
When was the change of water to wine? When did he change the water to wine? Hmm. They shall speak of the glory of your reign and declare your mighty deeds. Jesus demonstrated his mighty deed in this realm. Instantly, the water was made the best wine of the occasion. He feeds the starving with good things. He feeds the starving with good things. The Lord shall provide. I'm the God that provides for you. And our account of this world, the people of God is good for us to understand that God's intention and purpose is that we live in abundance. We live in the plentiful things that he has given to us. And so, whenever the law of sin and death begins to create scarcity and all forms of limitations, we must engage the necessary tools to combat lack and take a stand of faith with God. That if he is a provider, then I will always have all I need. You can see that even God himself is more interested in you having all you need to fulfill your destiny than even yourself. It's on the ground of this that David understood the principle of divine provision that he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I refuse to lack. I refuse to allow lack come into my life and frustrate me. He was bragging in his faith, in prayer. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters of the spirit, he revives my drooping spirit. So one of the principles of faith is to take a stand, not against God, but with God. To always wage war against all forms of lack, all forms of frustration, all forms of delay, all forms of limitations. And so when we begin to feel the cloud of lack, you know, you know forming around us, we must respond adequately. By declaring the Lordship of God who provides over our territory. And so in the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that our sovereign God is a God who provides. And every form of incursion by the enemy to create lack and hardship and difficulty to frustrate God's people and make them appear as if they don't have what it takes for them to serve God. We bring such incursion to an end in the name of Jesus Christ. Our God is a God who provides. He has already provided. He will continue to provide. Always, everywhere, anywhere in the name of Jesus Christ. Every weaponry of lack. Every weaponry of limitation. Every weaponry of delay. The enemy continues to mesh against God's people. Is brought to naught, is cancelled, is destroyed. The incursion of the enemy, the attack of the enemy is frustrated in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We have faith and confidence in the God who knows what he will do in every situation that comes. Our faith is stretched towards him today. 
There are many are God's children who are living below poverty line, who are living in penury, who are living in with hunger, torturing them on account of that many are giving up their faith. Are you aware that one of the strongest weapons, <clears throat> greatest weapon the devil is using today against the church is not immorality, is not idolatry, is not, uh, not uh, worldliness, is poverty. Is poverty. Because when he renders you poor, you will live all the days of your life thinking on how to survive. Not how to even live and live purposefully. You see, many Christians, all their prayer is all about God, give me food. God, give me food. God, pay my bills. They live for the necessary things that God has given. And then he has created that lack to preoccupy them with only what they need and not what they should become as God's children. What a pity. What a pity. The Bible says that Jesus made himself poor that he may make us rich. In other words, whatever we have lacked spiritually, Jesus has provided. Whatever we have lacked physically, Jesus has provided. Some will say, ah, no, he made himself uh, poor to make us rich only spiritually, not financially, not materially. But we can see the, the Lord Jesus here in the gospel. He knew what he would do because there was a need for physical bread. And he said what? He blessed it and said, share it out. And they all ate and had surplus. Remaining 12 baskets. That's the God we serve. That's the God who is committed to our welfare. Say, the Lord is committed to my welfare. The Lord is committed to my welfare. My faith in him shall not fail me. Can you say again, the Lord is the God who is committed to my welfare. My faith in him shall not fail me. He cannot fail me in the name of Jesus Christ. Now that I'm talking about the reality of his sovereign government over us. And where he displays himself as the God who provides. He will step into every case of his children. As we have gathered in his house today, he steps into a case in the name of Jesus Christ. He will cause the story to change. He will make that story have a testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. He cares for us. The Bible says, cast your burdens unto the Lord for he cares for us. He's the good shepherd who never leaves his flock untended. He attends to his sheep all the time. He is ever with us. He is ever before us to lead us. He leads us into greener pastures. That means from glory to glory, greener. The more he leads you further, the more you get into a greener pasture. Pasture is the place of abundance. Pastor is the place of supply. Pastor is the place of the supernatural invasion of God's government, making sure that all that is required is made available at all times. While we focus on the kingdom and fulfill kingdom mandate, the Lord provides for us. Know what I say? Seek first the kingdom of God and the righteous demand of it and every other thing. Say every other thing. Every other thing. 
Say it again. Every some things. Every one thing. So you can now begin to fill the gap yourself. Every other thing shall be what? Added unto you. Hmm. He said it. He knows what he has put in place to bring about his realization. Abraham said, the Lord shall provide. But how? He didn't know. As a matter of fact, as Hebrews chapter 11 verse 19 says, that he reasoned that, okay, if I kill this my son, all I know is that this God is a God of resurrection. He will raise Isaac up again to continue his divine mandate. All he needed to do was to obey the instruction. All he needed to do was to trigger the principle. To sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Sacrifice. And when he took the knife to kill this his son, an angel appeared and held his hand. Abraham, 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 now I know you truly love me. Oh, me say before now, Abraham, he didn't know that Abraham loved him. I love God, I love God with the mouth, it's not enough. There must be a practical word, demonstration. Say practical demonstration. demonstration. And then behold, a ram from nowhere. Where was that ram? Where was it? You know, when I read the scriptures and I come to that point, I begin to wonder, this ram that was caught in the ticket, where was it all this while? Does that um, stir you up to anything? Does it mean that there are some ram eh, that are existing that our eyes cannot see? And just one step that we take can provoke the ram to show up? The bread that Jesus multiplied, I'm sure what happened was that the bread just kept you know, increasing, meaning that there was an influx of bread, right? Where were those bread? Where, who is baking those bread? Which bakery baked them? Is there, an, is there a bakery somewhere that we kind of assess with our physical eyes? Something is fishing here, the apple of God. And we must catch that in the spirit. The bread have flooded the baskets. Where did they come from? Who made those bread? Who baked them? Which bakery? And the people did not complain and say, ah, this bread is, uh, I don't know this is the kind of bread, though. They didn't complain. It was still like the normal bread. Oh, my God. The wine that Jesus produced, oh, you mean there's also a winery somewhere? Wow. In as much as we say that the kingdom of God is no food and drink, eh? but righteousness 
Joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. I still want to tell you, there is still wine there. Hmm? So those of you who like wine, don't lose hope. Those of you who like bread, eh? don't lose hope. There's still some places, there's a place we still have bread. And you say, but I've what I'm saying again. Did Jesus not say, I will not drink this wine with you again until we drink the, at, the, at the wedding in, in heaven. Yes. So was he going to drink again? Amen. Amen. Was he going to drink again? And if Jesus is the bread of life, was he going to eat bread again? But that bread may not be this type again. It may, it may be a, a bread that will take under shape. Hmm. Elisha said, give them the bread to eat. That God said, the bread will not finish. God said. That dimension we connect to it today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We connect to it today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. What does this communicate to us? Point number one. God is trying to tell you do not put all your trust on the realms of the physical. Know it that you are part and parcel of this realm and another realm. And that realm is a realm of faith, the realm of the supernatural. Your life is not governed by just what your hand touches, what your eyes can see. There is more to life than what the senses can capture. In other words, when the physical realm is failing us, let us know there's a backup. Say there's a backup. Say there's a backup for my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. You go to hospital, they say you have a sickness and it's incurable. That does not mean all is over. There's a backup. There's a backup. Even though we believe the report of men, the Bible says, the report of God is greater. Heaven has not attended to you yet. Earth has tried, and their limitation, as, uh, as it were, has hampered them going further to give you a solution. When heaven comes, heaven's horizon is wider than earthly horizon. We find ourselves in worst case scenarios of life, where physically on this realm, everything appears tight closed, not moving forward any longer. It's like life has come to an end. Today, God is opening our eyes more and more. As his own people, he said, son, do not be limited by what you are seeing. Daughter, do not be limited by what is around you. There is still more. Tell your neighbor, there is still more. Say there is a backup. Say heaven is with us. If God be for us, Say, if God be for us, who can be against us? So the God side is still there. When the earth realm frustrates us, let us pull our hands of faith and connect to the God side. The man's side may fail. God's side can never fail. The man's side may be limited. God's side can never be limited. On the realms of God, men's side, they say this is impossible. 
but on the God side, all things are possible. Amen. I'm so blessed today. I don't know about you. I'm so blessed today. The eyes of all look to you, the psalmist says, and you give them their food in due season. Mm. You give them their food. So it means you have a food, right? Give us this day our daily bread. It's not just bread because of the food you're going to eat. Bread is a representation of the needs of humanity. Right? Every lack, every need that comes to uh, manifest itself in the human family is called bread. The, the Sifushan woman who came to Jesus to ask for the healing of her daughter who was sick, Jesus said, we can't give bread, men for children, to dogs. The woman was not asking for bread. She was asking only for what? Healing or deliverance for her daughter. But Jesus called that deliverance or that healing what? Bread. And so when Jesus said, I am the bread of life, it means that whatever life showcases any form of limitation and frustration, he will supply. Amen. Amen. And that goes a long way again to crown it all with the glory of the Eucharist. That when we partake of the Eucharist, Jesus makes himself manifest in every area of our limitation, frustration, whatever life presents to us that is not consistent with what God ordained for us, Jesus, the living bread, that we are partaking, supplies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You open uh, your hand and satisfy the desire of every living creature. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is just in all his ways. He's a just God. He's a righteous God. He's a faithful God. He's not a God that slack back. If he says a thing, he must bring it to pass. And holy in all his deeds. He's a God who is holy in all his deeds. The Lord is close to all who call on him. We have come here to call upon him. He's close to us. He's close to us. He is with us. Tell the neighbor he's involved. He's involved. Mm. Who did you tell now? Tell somebody again with all your faith. Say, my God is involved. My God is involved. Mm. Who call on him in truth? Who call on him in truth. He's with us. We thank God for his word today. All our hopeless cases are no longer hopeless. All the circumstances and situations that present themselves to us as if all is over. We are here to announce. It is not over yet. Amen. It is not hopeless yet. There's a dimension that is here to come, and when it comes, things will take their rightful shape. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That hopeless situation in your family. You have issues you are battling with. And as far as you are concerned, you have concluded. 
There's no way forward again. Those cases that are eating us up day and night, denying us of all our sleep, that stirs us to worry. As a nation, many have given up on Nigeria. Our states are not even helping matters. The tendency is to give up and say, ah, no more, no more. Yes. As people of flesh, we may give up on the human institutions, but as people of faith, we still have confidence in the God who governs heaven and earth. So the worst case scenario that we will be experiencing in the people of God is yet another opportunity for the God of heaven and earth to step in. And when he steps in, nothing is impossible for him. And so we come in faith today, whatever maybe the cases we have in our hearts that we're experiencing in any aspect of our lives, we present them at this altar. I was saying, God, we may have given up on the earth system. We have given up on our government. We have given up on our career. We have given up on this person or that person. We have given up on our families. We have given up on what the doctor has said concerning our health. Whatever may be that impossible case or that difficult case that you have right now, where you have made up your mind and said, no more. Let us present him to the Lord. He is the God who will renew all things. Let him also step into the case and give it a new dimension. He's going to be involved now. Praise the Lord. He was involved in the case of the men that came to see Elijah, Elisha. Jesus was involved with the crowd that came to look for him. If he's the same yesterday, he's the same today. And he'll be the same forever. What he did in the past, he will still do now. And going to do in our midst. And see tomorrow, he will do the same. He is a God that changes not. Thank you, Father. Just thank him for his faithfulness. Whatever you are, just wave your hand and thank him for his faithfulness. Appreciate him in your heart. Thank him because that issues we have in our lives right now that we think and we've been you know, premeditating that it is not a case that we can handle again. Today, the word of God has come to us to give us hope, to give us confidence. And so let us now, with our hand of faith, stretch towards him and say, Lord, I know you still live. I know my situation is in your hand. And just as you change the situations of your children in the past, you will see change your situation to your own glory, to your own glory, according to your majesty, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything. I have confidence in you, Jesus. I have confidence in you, Savior. I have 
blessing you. Any time, any day, I have confidence in you, Jesus. I want us to sing it again with all our heart and mean every word we say. I have confidence in you, Jesus. I have confidence in you, Savior, I have confidence in you, any time, any day, I have confidence.